let's go get that podcast. What are you tracking? Cyracosaurus. Not our podcast. I'm tracking a big podcast on the scope. Could be ours. Computer. Full stop. Identify. Carnotaurus. Definitely not our podcast. Yes, Mickey Mutineers! Welcome to Swab, Scalawags, and Sons of Bitches to the Wibbly Wobbly, officially official, wildly inaccurate, yet dead nuts on Disney podcast. And tonight, tonight has not been the best week. Who wrote these notes? Tonight has not been the best week for animatronics. That's right. Feels like it's 2020 all over again. The new exhibit coming to Epcot really toots Jake's horn. You won't believe what the main topic is. Number five will give you the shocker. No, that's not what it says. It's what it says right here. Well, but... I feel like that's, it might not be what it says, but I feel like that's what it meant. <laughs> it's also an improvement. <laughs> so, what was, the, what was in the original notes? Number five will shock you because guys, you know what we haven't done forever and nobody likes to do? Giving somebody the shocker? No, I said nobody likes to do. Oh. Taking the shocker? No, I said nobody likes to do. (laughs) (laughs) Our main topic this week is more Disney clickbait. Oh, shit. Remember that? Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Because nobody likes it. (laughs) It just stresses (laughs) us all out. (laughs) So I figured why not bring it back? I should put these scissors away. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I did want to point out that while the uh, while the intro was playing, Jordan was scissoring, and I was watching him. Uh, hey, guys. Check it out. I have a podcast. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> How have we been doing this for this long, and you've never said that? And I've never... Th- I, I've said it a couple times on the other podcasts I do. Mm. Oh, you, you have other podcasts? What are they? Um, One of... Ashley Power with my buddy Jeremy, and the other one is called Cinema Showdown with uh, and who's been on this here show. Both of them have. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> have they? Well, hold on. Maybe I'm thinking about the time we played D and D. Yeah, that was just D and D. Okay, never mind. What? Who are are two? <laughs> well, here's he, he nagging. Well, that blows the surprise for our special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Richard Roper from Ro- <laughs> Ebert and Roper in the movies. What? I don't know. I don't know why the first name I thought of was Richard Roper. Dick Roper? No. Does Richard Roper even criticize movies anymore? I've actually never thought of the sentence criticize movies because that's what a critic does, right? Is his name really Dick right. Roper? That's no, Richard Roper. Dick Roper. I'm pretty sure you would prefer to go by Richard. Just Wait, hold on. Say that name really fast, Josh. Dick Roper. Okay. I am not going to call this episode Dick Groper. 
Uh, you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully, I don't have an aneurysm in my sleep, and someone like finds me dead in the morning. They just see a note that says "Dick Groper." <laughs> <laughs> put next to put next to the note that says, "Oh my God, they're Christ after." Done and done. <laughs> <laughs> Man, true crime is gonna have a hell of a season based on this story. <laughs> this is kind of dark. <laughs> I don't know if I like this riff. <laughs> but Where do the hermit crabs fit in? Anywhere they can make their home. <laughs> I am a hermit crab shell. I mean, technically. Yeah. Oh, where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Am I a hermit crab shell? Are we all hermit crab shells? What are we talking about? I would technically technically would our homes be hermit crab shells? Or mine's just a hermit shell. Think about it. I just wait. I just up you just you just changed shell. Yeah, I just upgraded to a, a bigger shell. Yeah. <laughs> the real hermit crabs were the friendships we made along the way. <laughs> Wait. What? <laughs> I meant to say shells, friend shells. No, this is dumb. <laughs> I thought the real hermit crabs were the actual hermit crabs. <laughs> um, but besides those... <laughs> Um, so to drastically change the subject, good. Uh, didn't we, <laughs> didn't we, like weeks ago, decide to not do the wibbly wobbly, officially unofficial anymore? Uh, Jake's been working on that. Yeah, no, yeah. We're... Didn't we did, well, like no, but didn't we like say, like we we just kind of ad lib something on the show and we're like, oh shit, that's it, that's the new one, and then we just forgot about it. Yeah, because no one wrote it down. Yeah, but we also have an archive of the shows we can go back and listen to. I don't have that kind of moral fiber, Jordan. <laughs> Tears me up inside just to... Motherfucker, we just went back and listened to old episodes that you and I were on, like, from four years and ago. And how, how were they? You know what? I wish we had an archivist still. <laughs> wait, are you talking to Morgan over there? No. <laughs> Ooh, wait. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I'm talking to Giuseppe. But then I remembered. Oh. Morgan, it's Giuseppe. For a second there, I thought there was someone else in your house with you. Get out of my shell! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my new neighbor's going to find out that I yell every Monday night. <laughs> Sometimes on Tuesdays, but that has nothing to do with you guys. <laughs> what about when you scream in your sleep? <laughs> Speaking of which, no, hold on. Let's go back to what Jordan was saying. Cobras. <laughs> yeah, no, Jordan, you were absolutely right. We did have a new intro, but we're gonna work on a completely whole new intro, which I finally started on doing. And props to Josh right now for actually muting himself. I'm very proud of you. We're taking in bold leaps and trying trying to uh, up our production quality here. And by we, I mean Josh. Anyway, no, this new intro is coming, and. Uh, I, I have a lot of things in motion right now. Like hermit crabs. <laughs> Bowels. Bowels. And artistic things, which goes back to what Jordan was saying. Oh, wait, that was before the show. Uh, anyway, about the, uh, the the three intros that we rotate in between. 
Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to do some cool things with the other intros. Old ones and the new ones that we recorded. It's going to be fantastic. Leaps and bounds. Quantum leaps and bounds. <clears throat> yeah, Jordan and I have been spitballing some things, but then I uh, I was uh, kind of drunk and I forgot what they were already. Well, you said... I remember it had to do with uh, the news guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no, we were listening to... All right, so I went over to Josh's to hang out with uh, he and Robbie before Robbie made his made his departure for the Navy. Oh, which so. reminds me, Robbie, Robbie, let me see where Robbie is right now. No one... This... Keep, keep, keep talking. Uh, you were hanging out by the fire pit, and you were playing that 41... Stuff. I say all the time, but 41's not that old. Uh, the 1941's jazz, and they they had um, they had those those uh, faux commercials that had the tinge of the the stereotypical broadcaster of the 40s, like yeah. And we we said something about doing doing that with the news guy, like making him sound a little bit like a like a 1940s broadcaster, like. And now for the Mickey Mutineers, or something like that. Is that is yeah. that why Josh sent me an audio recording in the middle of the night of news guys? That is, that is exactly why he did that because I saw him take his phone out and record it, and then he couldn't figure out how to hook it back up to the Bluetooth speaker, so he just said "fuck it" and we all went inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, the recording just sounded like the regular news guy. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> so, how drunk were you guys? I had to try uh, Jordan wasn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anyone wants to know, Robbie is just north of Bloomington, Indiana, right now. First one to find him gets a dollar. I mean, I they just need to look up and find Delta Flight thirteen nineteen. <laughs> did that make anyone else a little uncomfortable like no one's gonna care <laughs> but like also like <laughs> it's, it's Robbie's location but alright <laughs> well in the sky yeah but what, what guy this guy <laughs> the hermit crab <laughs> okay <laughs> um no, where was I going with this oh before we get into Disney, I did want to bring this up because I don't actually know where to put it into this show because it could it could go after the Disney buffer, but it could go before. So just for safety precaution, I'm going to put it before. And uh, Jordan, I want to hear about New Mutants. The New Mutants? Uh, so I watched New Mutants the last... Was it last week? Or was it a week before last? It was a week before last. And this movie was filmed like three years ago and it's been shelved for two years it was supposed to come out i think 2018 maybe 2019 it kept getting pushed back i guess they kept on getting tested in front of audiences and they would go back and do reshoots as needed uh, after the test audience and finally it just got shelved and i don't know if you guys had heard but last year uh disney acquired fox what? <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the entertainment portion of of Fox, and the hmm. movie just indefinitely got shelved after that, until a global pandemic happened, and they said, you know what? Let's finally put this out in theaters because there's no other movies going into the theater. 
So in August, it finally hit the theaters and made a whopping $9 million. <laughs> oh, no. And then, well, I mean, in fairness, that's probably the highest, <laughs> highest grossing movie of the year. <laughs> because what the hell else came out? Sonic the Hedgehog? Did that actually make it to the theaters? Yeah, it did. It was great. It, um... <laughs> Yeah, it ended up making like $9 million opening weekend, which, I mean, when you hear it out loud, it's like, oh, that's sad. But then you realize that there's there hadn't been any new movies since March. Yeah. Because I, I think that the last release that Disney had that went in the theaters was Onward. And that was already on Disney Plus by the second week of April. Yeah, like yeah. It, it made it to theaters right as the dominoes were falling like that was it yeah yeah so anyway blu-ray and do oh, what's up josh what how much did mulan make with its with the uh disney plus plus release? hold on jordan keep talking because i'm looking up all this right now i'll let you know yeah that's a good question um anyway so the uh new mutants finally hit blu-ray and 4k and i picked up a couple movies from work that i wanted to watch and that was one of them and i also picked up tenant the same night and new mutants <clears throat> i i knew that whenever the trailer like, because I, I had seen the trailer years ago and i know that the director was like i want to go for like a horror movie aesthetic or like a horror movie feeling for this and Man, that I think it delivered on that because like it 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 was it was pretty horrifying uh, in for in in concept, but the film itself like I you would think that a film that had been shelved and had been uh, reshot multiple times just would spell disaster. But in the at the end of the day, like I I didn't hate it. I actually quite enjoyed it. I would watch it again. I thought everybody did a solid job as their characters. Uh, I am a little bummed because it was supposed to introduce Mr. Sinister. And it ended up teasing Mr. Sinister, but never giving you, like, a payoff. Mm. And I don't know if they're going to do anything with it because because of the Fox acquisition by Disney. As far as I understand, to answer that question, no. That was supposed to be, like, the last Fox uh, X-Men mutant and you know i'm i'm trying to be as spoiler free as possible in case you guys want to see the movie but it, it i feel that even though the film was shot with before the disney acquisition i i feel like it could still be a solid reboot reboot or a, like it could fit in well with whatever disney decides to do because none of the x-men from the x-men movies show up only the X-Men are spoken about in passing. Um, so you, you never see them. And, ah, uh, man, it just, it, it's, the way, the way they work around having the X-Men in the film, I feel like you could, you could t take the, all of the actors and keep them if you wanted to integrate them into the new canon of what, it, what X-Men in the, in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe will be. I mean, they're already doing it with Deadpool. So I, I, I think it could be done. I, you know, uh, Maisie Williams, who played uh, Arya Stark, was Wolfsbane, and she's really good. 
the dude who plays Jonathan uh, in Stranger Things. Oh yeah, Jonathan Byer- Byers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He he plays Cannonball. And I'm I can't remember. Oh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, I like her. Who was in? She's in the yeah, witch. Who's in the witch? Yeah, she plays magic. The Gathering. And man. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it was an entire movie of them playing a collectible card game. I had just... no wonder you liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. After I sold all my cards a year ago, <laughs> that I kind of regret doing. But anyway, um, she plays magic. And I forget the actors who played Sunspot and Danny Moonstar, but they were also great. And they all live in a facility. Like, the, the movie starts off with uh, Danny Moonstar uh, thinking she's attacked by a giant beast, and then she just wakes up in this medical facility, and it looks like an old rundown hospital you know, it's got like the the ceramic concrete floors, and it has these weird, like everybody has their own room and their own bunk. But then there's like during the day, there's uh, social time where they all hang out with one another. And then there's this who says who's claims that she's trying to help cure them. And they have these weird. It's this. The entire film is just nothing but gaslighting, of of these children. And they think that, oh, no, we're we're grooming you to be better to join society so you can control your powers. But in reality, she works for the Essex Corporation, which is owned by Mr. Sinister. Oh. And the big and the the big thing that they were trying to do was they were trying to sign John Hamm to be Mr. Sinister, which would have been fucking fantastic, but it didn't happen. Oh. Mm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's such a bummer because I really like when I read that I was I was all in. But anyway, like the the film is really good, and it it there is a very large horror aspect to it too. Like even even with the gaslighting, they they take it one step further. So it I really enjoyed it, and I kind of want to see more. I kind of hope they do a second <laughs> one. Well, I mean they'd have to integrate it, but. They again. I think they can because you don't. They don't. They never mention any specific X Men. They never really. They just mention the X Men as a whole, and then how about how they disappeared, and that was it. Hmm. hmm. I'd be. Int- I, I, I want to see it. Like after you told me, I was like, oh, because I always thought it looked kind of cool. Like it looked a completely different direction. I was into it, but like you said, it got shelved for three years. <laughs> where where did you watch it? I picked it up and I watched it at my house. Oh, okay. I just I bought a copy and I watched it here. I uh I too watched an X Men movie. And whoa. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark Phoenix, right? Yeah. So I like after Jordan was hyping New Mutants on Twitter, I was like, I'm gonna watch one too, and I'm gonna watch Dark Phoenix. And then I regretted watching Dark Phoenix because holy shit, what a heap of garbage that was. I mean, I'll be honest. After the first two, the only X Men anything that I've liked has been uh, uh New Mutants, pretty good, or not New Mutants. First class. Uh, first class. I loved First Class. <laughs> yeah, First Class was pretty good. Then. Than the two Deadpool's I liked. I, I liked Days of Future Past. 
Apocalypse was terrible, and then Dark Phoenix was yeah. far worse. Okay, so I, I couldn't finish watching Apocalypse. I, 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 I think I made it a half hour. Oh, lucky. Yeah, I mean, you could stop. <laughs> just <laughs> just call it good. I, the, um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I think the first two X-Men films are great, and then obviously the third one kind of shit the bed. <laughs> um, thanks, Brett Ratner. And yep. then I, I like First Class a lot. I thought Matthew Vaughn did a really good job on that story. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought Days of Future Past was pretty good. And I, I don't know which one I like more. I don't know if I like the Rogue Cut or if I like the just the standard one. I, I mean, I feel like it's the same thing. The wait, what? Jake, wait, did you not know that there's a Rogue Cut of that movie? No! I so, don't even know what that means. Yeah, so... Um, Rogue was supposed to be in the original cut of the film, and I can't remember if they got edited down for time or what, but she was completely cut out of the theatrical version of the film. But the problem was she was actually kind of an important part of the movie, so they had to go back and restructure some things so the film could make sense. Oh. And then, yeah, and then about... A year or so after the Blu-ray came out, they released the Rogue Cut, which I think has both versions. And we've all seen we've all seen Days of Future Past, right? Yeah. So no, I haven't seen that, but I probably won't either. So. Oh really? Oh man, it's good. You should watch it. I don't want to ruin it for you. Mm, keep talking. All right. Uh, the the mutant that was trying to send uh, that or that was sending Logan back in time gets injured and then so like well we need somebody pride yeah it was kitty pride wasn't it yeah yeah so i basically they're holed up in this in this like fortress or like this castle or something and the sentinels are trying to trying to burst through and while the x-men are all like holding them off so she can send logan back in time well she gets in something happens to her and she gets injured so they have to go bust Rogue out of the prison that the Sentinels were keeping her in so she could absorb Kitty's powers and in order to continue bring you know, sending Logan. Oh. So, yeah, it's like there's a whole there's a whole portion of the film that Rogue was cut out of. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, along those lines, I hated Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix was garbage, Dude. and Apocalypse was garbage too. Dark Phoenix was literally dollar store Captain Marvel. Let me let me spell this out for you. So, there's a girl who gets strange cosmic powers, and suddenly she becomes all powerful. And then there's a race of shape shifting aliens who are after her for this power. And, uh, huh, this sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this before. It's one of my favorites. Not this one, though. And uh, there was another thing in it. I There was like another comparison. I was like, this is just Captain Marvel. I can't remember what it is because mostly I don't care and I never want to watch Dark Phoenix again. How did they, sh- how did they screw up the, the Phoenix storyline twice? Two times. So... Both in the third, well, I was about to say third installments of the movies, but that's wrong, because Dark Phoenix was four. Mm. You know, guys, before we get on to the news, uh-huh. and while we're talking about movies, uh-huh. I gotta shift this to a completely different direction. Okay. Michelle Rodriguez is in some really terrible fucking movies. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even, even the popular ones, like, you know, the Fast and the Furious, they're terrible. I like Machete. But she's she's also... Machete was good, and she was kind of a badass pilot in... Uh, Avatar. The one with the tall blue things. The Last Airbender. Ah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a nerd's head just exploded. <laughs> what? That should be the after credits question. <laughs> but no, um, I, I feel like she plays the same character in every movie. Like, she's just Michelle Rodriguez. I'm kind of fine with that, though. I mean, she does a good job at it. The one I'm watching is right now while I'm doing cardio at the gym is really fucking weird. Oh, what are you watching? I guess we should have asked that. It's called Assignment. It's a a guy that's a contract killer, uh, pisses off the wrong person, and uh, she's like a really super good evil plastic surgeon that turns him into Michelle Rodriguez. What <laughs> the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's got a great cast. No, it has two people. It has two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's two people I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, it's Michelle life. Rodriguez and Tony Shalhoub, and then a bunch. Oh, Sigourney Weaver's in it. Yeah, three people. And... Yeah, I forgot Monk is in there. Okay, yeah, that's that's everything. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we get into the news, what if we just did this the whole episode? <laughs> <laughs> I do have the answer for the top ten grossing uh, films of twenty twenty. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's hear about that. I've heard of four of these. <laughs> okay. The top, the number one top grossing film of twenty twenty was a film called The Eight Hundred. Ooh. And. I don't think I know that. Number two is a film called My People, My Homeland. No. No, never heard of that. Number three, Bad Boys for Life. Okay. So of the... Oh, that came out? (laughs) Yeah, of the ones we've heard of, that was the top one. But number three overall. And then number four, (laughs) Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Okay. Number five was Tenet. What? Okay. That's about, about that David guy, right? Uh, yeah, he travels around in a phone booth. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, we got a running gag. <laughs> uh, num- number six, right below Tenet, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Number seven, Doolittle. Remember Doolittle? Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. Oh, I forgot that was even the thing that was happening. It was, yep. it was a disaster and a bomb, and it got seventh. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna butcher number eight because it's not English. Zhang Zia. Number nine is a little red. Oh, that, that, that's that's when all the continents were touching. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> I don't even care about nine oh, or ten man. anymore. Resurrecting, resurrecting two two-year-old bits at this point. <laughs> it's okay. We have a whole new audience. We can do this forever. <laughs> Guys, we have three jokes. 
<laughs> uh, did I say? And they're all right here on the show. Oh! Oh. <laughs> uh, number nine, a Little Red Flower. Number ten, Shockwave 2. <laughs> like. <laughs> Shockwave 1 must have been fucking badass. To get to right? Go. I wonder if you need to watch the first one to follow the story. Mm. We'll find out. Uh, guys! It's a Transformers movie that we just missed. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, let's talk some Disney. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> you remembered! <laughs> hey! Okay! <laughs> Wait, hold on. So, wait, weren't we supposed to like record something like, let's talk some Disney? Wow! Oh yeah! Like, <laughs> shit. I gotta even write these things down. <laughs> we wrote them down the first time. I will write them down again. And I will keep writing them down, Jordan. I, I like how we record our production meetings every week. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I have no record of them. <laughs> hey, first up in news. Did you hear about this? I bet you did, because everyone did, and it was in the group text. Like, like we said at the top of the sh- Did Jordan just sniff me? No, I was he's, leaning he's been, into your oh. news. I was <laughs> doing that lately. <laughs> so, guys, you hear about this? Okay, let's talk about Three Caballeros in the Grand Fiesta Tour. Oh, see? see? Oh, are, they, are, they, are they re-theming it finally? Yes, to Mr. Toad. that's weird i was hoping for cocoa well you know it's getting into springtime and hot cocoa season's kind of over with oh man i'm gonna make some hot cocoa whenever i'm done with this podcast it's fucking cold here it is 34 degrees it was trying to snow today at work (laughs) it's trying there's a wind advisory going on right now wind is the worst yeah no josh did you really not see the grand fiesta tour debacle no, I, dude, I've been so fucking busy. What, spending time with your kids before they leave? I didn't even get time to do that. Jordan came over. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I made I made Josh and Vanessa make me dinner. Breakfast. Yeah, for dinner. What'd you have? Picky waffles. Nice. Some bacon. Man, I wish I had a cool brother. And uh, scrambled eggs. It's over here. Oh. No, you do. I just get to hang out with them longer than you do. <laughs> closest brother to me is. Oh wait, there's Tim. So that's cool. <laughs> no, okay. That's that's not a knock on Tim. It's just the way that you said that. <laughs> I was about to knock on Matt. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no one cares. Um, so Grand Fiesta Tour so you know the end the big finale scene with the animatronics Josh and they're dancing and having a good time oh yeah they're gone oh yeah 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 I do that where'd they go I don't know aren't they just cardboard cutouts now yes hence the Mr. Toad joke well wasn't excuse me wasn't um, one of them like taken because it stopped working like they, they removed it because like it, it needed repairs. Yeah, Donald was doing this. Yeah, so they just put a hat on top of a cactus. Is that oh, what yeah, they yeah, did? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. What? No, I missed this chapter of the story. 
Yeah, that's that's where I picked it. Picked yeah, up so, so they they took one they took one of the animatronics out, and I think they just put <laughs> like a sombrero on a cactus, and like, or it was it was some it was some combination of a hat on a plant is, is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Who decided that this is a fantastic alternative? I, this guy does. Yeah, have you seen how busy that ride is? Five people saw it. <laughs> yeah, apparently blasted it all over Twitter. Okay, so was there anything after the cactus, or was the cactus straight into the cutouts? So the the cactus went straight into the cutouts. So it was. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to find. Yeah, okay, so it's it's a sombrero on a plant. It wasn't a cactus. It was just a sombrero on a plant. And it was the Donald animatronic. And now, it instead, like, all three of the animatronics are gone, and they're just, like, cardboard cutouts of each of the characters. Okay. And they don't move. There's no motion to them at all. Like, no. they're, they're not on turntables. They're just there. They're just movie theater standees. No, it, it, it looks yes. It looks like they were just freshly printed and stuck in the ground. Okay, here is my comment and my thought. And before, okay, so they inherited the the, the animatronics from Tokyo Disneyland from the Mickey Mouse Review Show. Oh, is that what they're? Yeah, they, they've been around for a long time. They were just in Japan, so they're old animatronics, and they brought them here, but. That's not how the ride opened. They didn't add those to the ride till a few years later. I've never actually seen these animatronics in person because before the animatronics, they had a whole animated thing on the screen behind them, you know, on the stage. And the three caballeros were jumping around and singing their song and having a good time like this is the big concert. Couldn't they have just turned that back on? Nah, someone accidentally deleted it. <laughs> you could download it from YouTube and it would be better than the standees. I mean, is there just a switch? Can, can I go flip it? Like, <laughs> they had no B-mode alternative? I, I, I mean, I don't know. Well, at first it was a disc... <laughs> a strobe light. <laughs> a strobe light and a cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Three caviars. Oh, <laughs> I broke it. I. But yeah, it just. The system is down. The system is down. I want to say this is a terrible song, but it might be a hit. Who knows? <laughs> this. You don't know what? Wait, wait, wait! You don't know that song? No. Do you not remember the strong bad emails? <laughs> I love the strong bad emails. Is that he made a techno song and that was one of the songs? Oh, that's not the same song as Fukugagats. No, that's I love Fukugagats. Come on, Fukugagats. Come on, Fukugagats. <laughs> Everybody to the limit. The cheese is to the limit. Come on now, Fukugagats. I got a segue real quick. Where are you going? This has been a wild, wild week. It's Monday with Doge. With Doge, Queen. no, no. <laughs> I went from ten dollars to four hundred dollars. Now I'm at one hundred twenty dollars. I bought in at four cents, then it got up to eight cents, and then I was thinking about selling, <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm gonna wait until it's ten cents to sell." 
and then and it went back three cents. And, now, and now it went back down to three cents and i was like shit <laughs> so i sold it and i lost 80 cents <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh next up in animatronic debacles apparently <laughs> no I'm, I'm gonna let josh take this one <laughs> Apparently, what, what, what's her name even? I, I don't remember. The shaman? I just the the Navi shaman. The Navi shaman. She's just like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> that, that video that I sent you yeah. guys just Face slumped down. over. <laughs> just as if to say, I just, oh god, I just need to sit here. Just, you guys know, just just keep sailing on your boats. I don't give a shit. Yeah, just point point point. Just wore me the fuck out. I have never related more. <laughs> To an animatronic. <laughs> I was just like, like when you sent me that video, I just thought, same shaman, same. <laughs> and the funny thing is, they do have a B mode for that one. Isn't it just still? No, it drops down and the screen comes down. They have a film of the same. Oh, that's right. They have a scrim that, that drops in front of yeah, it. Yeah, and they project that. onto it. I'm pretty sure it's Guys, just a video of... Robbie's on vinyl. Robbie's on vinyl? Vinyl. 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 He's landing. Oh, he's not dropping a hot EP? <laughs> Am I dropping a hot EP? I don't know. I'm not. Stay tuned. Oh, well. <laughs> Never mind. Or am I? <laughs> No, you're not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, next up in news. Have you have you guys seen the Navi animatronic in person? No. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. Have you? Yeah. Oh, hey, wait. Great. It's, it's kind of badass. It sounds awesome. Real quick, and just trust me, <laughs> my mind went really fast on this. And it might not seem like it has anything to do with what we're talking about, but it absolutely does. Jordan, happy birthday this week. Oh, thank you. Big what? birthday. When? What day? <laughs> Tomorrow. Tuesday. Groundhog's Day? Again. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, Jordan. I have a holiday birthday, too. I know your pain. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, so here, here's where my thought process was. Now I will explain it. Because you asked if we had seen it in person, and you said you had seen it in person. And I was like, oh yeah, you were at Disney World pretty much this time last year. And I was like, that was your birthday trip. <gasps> Tomorrow's your birthday. That's where my mind was. Yeah. yeah. That all happened in like a split second. I was at Disney World a year ago today. I was at Disney World in five weeks. <laughs> it's okay i have my blue phone booth oh man you're gonna be able to get to see the the thing that we're gonna talk about here shortly. yeah we are i am <laughs> what was it again? I, I hope i get to see the cardboard cutouts too or not Ugh. anyway uh next up in uh, news I want, you, I want you to see those no. it's, it's literally one of my favorite rides <laughs> I honestly don't know if the cutouts are actually an improvement or not. Because <laughs> I will admit, Grand Fiesta Tour is a terrible ride, and I love it. <laughs> I need to watch that animated show. Oh, it's fantastic. I've watched three episodes. I love it. It's, but it's like one of those shows I watch with my kids, so I'm waiting for them. 
Okay. But that's why I haven't breezed through it. I guess I could breeze through it and not tell them, huh? It's okay to lie to your kids sometimes, right? Sure. I hide candy from them, so... Hi, Stella. Wow. Uh, next up in news, uh, Jordan, I want to hear about this jazz thing. So I was not expecting this to happen, and when I read about this today, I seriously got so excited. There, Listen, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like one of those Disney, Disney World elitists where I'm like, yeah, nothing really surprises me anymore, especially after the year that, that we had at Disney with less things happening. And I read, I read something today that is going to start as of tomorrow, and I got really excited but also sad because I don't think I'm going to be able to go and experience it. But in the American Adventure Pavilion at Epcot, they are opening a brand new museum exhibit called The Soul of Jazz, an American Adventure. And it's based off of the film Soul. And you essentially walk through this exhibit and it's narrated, or at least from what I understand, the story of jazz is told through um, Joe Gardner, the character from soul and it's also voiced by a uh, john batiste who is uh, a jazz musician from new orleans he's also i don't know if he's still on uh, stephen colbert but for a time he uh i think he is he's uh, stephen colbert's uh, band leader on his oh really late night show yeah oh, i didn't know that um and but but john batiste has been like a new orleans staple jazz musician for years and years and years and years uh, and he he's actually he wrote a lot of the jazz for the score of the of the film, and he also is the you know he's not the voice of Joe Gardner, but he's the fingers of Joe Gardner. So whenever Joe Gardner mm -hmm. plays piano, he's he's the he's the piano player. And you essentially go through the history of jazz and this American art form with Joe Gardner teaching you all about jazz and. I saw some pictures. I believe my source was uh, Blog Mickey. Mm -hmm. And I had read earlier today that they have one of Louis Armstrong's trumpets on display. And then there's a whole bunch of sheet music, like original sheet music. I'm not sure if it's specifically Louis Armstrong, but just other jazz music, famous jazz musician sheet music. And the thing that blew my ass out of my pants... <laughs> because I was not expecting this was, and I'm going to say it and none of you will understand, but it's okay. I got really excited. They have one of Bix Biederbeck's cornets. That's exactly the reaction I thought I was going to get. Can you so, say that one more time? Bix Biederbeck's cornet. I don't know. You said three words. I don't know any of them. <laughs> Well, the last one is an old 70s Dodge. No, a cornet? Yeah. The corn, cornet's a horn. No, no, it's a it's a big Dodge sedan from like 71. It's a horn. Is it? It has a horn. <laughs> I mean, it has to be street I don't, buddy, I don't think people were recording jazz records in a 1970s Dodge vehicle in the 1920s. They're, they're big enough. <laughs> totally ignore that you said 1920s. I, mean. I, I fucking hate it here. 
<laughs> I like that you guys are arguing two very different logistical problems here. <laughs> and fairly, frankly, I'm, I'm finding Josh far more convincing. I'm, I'm, I'm still on. No, it has a horn. <laughs> oh, parts ahead of you. <laughs> so far, Josh has not been wrong. <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs> no, they have one of Bix Biederbeck's cornets. And Bix Biederbeck was a, a jazz musician uh, who, I like, his, that dude's story is crazy. Like, he didn't get along with his father, and his dad didn't, uh, didn't approve of him playing jazz music. So he... Like, he's like, screw you, Dad, I'm going to do it anyway. So he went and just joined a band. Like, he had his own band. He, he's played on tons of records in the, the 1920s. Uh, but then, like, he died young. Oh. And But he but he has all these... He makes, made great music, and he still has, you know... Uh, you know, his music is his legacy. And the thing was, like, he just wanted his dad to be proud of him. And he, even after he recorded his song, he's like, look, Dad, look what I did. His dad was like, yeah, whatever. I was like, damn, man. Like, wow. Fix, I'm proud of you, buddy. <laughs> wow. I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, I like that, but also I don't <clears throat> like that. But it's it's also a tour through a lot of, like, jazz, important jazz cities. Like, obviously, New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I would assume that uh, St. Louis is on, is on there. I would assume that New York is on there. I would assume that um, a couple of the California towns, like L.A. or, or San Francisco, would be on there. Uh, Paris, I feel like would, you know, there, there's got to be some kind of mention of Paris, even though it's the American Pavilion, because a lot of early jazz musicians from, from New Orleans ended up going over to Paris and playing a lot of shows because, you know, in, in the time of, you know, when, when jazz became a very prominent American art form, it was primarily in the American South. And that was like the Jim Crow era. So a lot of these artists wouldn't, you know, they would they couldn't populate white white only establishments right like they couldn't they couldn't go and play sometimes they would play but then be like no nah, you have to eat out back you can't eat in the restaurant with the with the white people so like again it's a very segregated time in america so like a lot of these jazz musicians hopped over to paris france where they didn't have that just welcomed with open arms yeah yeah sydney bechet uh, is one of the musicians that comes to mind. Like he, he spent a lot of his time. I feel like Jelly Roll Morton probably did that too, but I think Sidney Bechet is the, probably the biggest one. Um, but no, like it's it's supposed to be a really awesome exhibit, and I'm super bummed that I probably won't be able to go and see it. However, uh, my buddy Sean on the internet, um, Sean Roselle. Uh, he has a YouTube channel, so go check out Sean Rizal's YouTube channel, and he's doing a lot of um, Black History videos this month. And he, I saw him on Twitter earlier say that he was going to go and cover the exhibit for Black History Month, and I can't wait to see that video. Uh, I can't wait. I God, I'm I really really want to see this exhibit, and I'm so like the more I think about it, I'm more disappointed that I probably won't be able to make it. I don't know how permanent it is. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. Thank you. 
because <laughs> right, yeah, I, I, when you sent me that, I got all excited. I don't know, like, a lot of the things you just said, I don't know, but that's why we're here. I like learning things. I know Louis Armstrong. <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. He had a fantastic Disney album. Anyway. He did. Yeah. I like that one. Um, but no, so I'm very excited to go check this out and check it out and learn things. You know who else had a really good uh, Disney jazz album? Who? Dave Brubeck. I don't know who that is, but you have my attention. You don't know Dave Brubeck? No. Oh, my He's God. He's the dude with the, the Dodge Cornet. <laughs> no, that's... Damn it. Go away. <laughs> 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 now, Dave Brubeck was a piano player. He had a he, his band was the Dave Brubeck Quartet, and his his big his big album was a uh, Time Out. Would I recognize the song? Because uh, maybe I mean it's it was it's like the bebop era of jazz. Yeah. So you're you're talking about like you know mid century fifties. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible with names and titles of most genres. And then we'll have conversations like this, and I'll hear the song and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can pull up the song real quick. Oh, we're going to get a copyright claim, aren't we? Can, can you get a copyright claim on something that is free? I mean, we do every disaster hour, but it doesn't. we don't get a copyright strike, and that's the difference. Yeah, his the big hit was uh, Take Five. Oh, listen to that hi hat. It sounds super familiar. Oh. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, like hit. Time Out was his his big album, but he did a he did a Disney album called Dave Diggs Disney in 1957. Oh, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, I wonder if it's on Spotify. I'm gonna look. It should be because it's on Apple. Oh, Music. then yeah, it should be. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited about this uh, exhibit, and I'm excited about checking out what you just said, Dave Diggs Disney. Yeah, I want to see. Uh, man, I really want to see that. Uh, that that soul of jazz. Uh, the official release by Disney says uh, this new exhibit celebrates distinctly the American musical art form originated by African Americans, infusing the influences of many different cultures. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Oh, it's Robbie calling me. I'm gonna put you guys on mute for a little bit. All right. Yeah, that's fine. I I actually even argue uh, that jazz is the first 100% full blown American art form music because blues blues came first and I guess you can technically say that blues was but but the blues was still kind of forming in the like the late 19th century uh-huh. like the blues still hadn't become the blues just yet or what we refer to the blues now and. A lot of jazz is rooted in the blues, so I think I think the blues was something that found its, for lack of a better phrase, like found its footing as an American art form. But it went through a lot of amalgamations 
um, through through other other you know culturally important musics. And then jazz came from the blues. So like once blues was, I guess, found its distinct American footing, mm-hmm. then jazz sprung from that. So I, I always argue that jazz is probably the first full-blown American art form music. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, Just, yeah. And a lot of people trace jazz back, you, you know, the, I think the first jazz record came out in 1917. Oh, wow. I think... I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and, and check out that source, but you know, a lot of a, a lot of early jazz goes back to you know the the ragtime stuff, mm-hmm. the uh, you know the Scott Joplin, and even a lot of like the Sousa marches. So, you are very knowledgeable with music. <laughs> um, keep talking. I'm going to. I'm actually going to look that up while. Okay. Just keep 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 doing what you're gonna do. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, no, go, go. You got us. You got us. I will I will solve for time. Uh oh, what was I just going to say? Ah uh, Robbie landed. <laughs> was he in a plane? Robbie landed that kickflip? Yeah. Sweet! It's awesome. It's about time, too. Right? I can't even do that yet. Sound like a weird edit point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I w- Alright, Jordan, how fast can you pull that up? Because we're going to move on to our main topic and breeze through it really fast because we're out of time. <laughs> we got five minutes. We have seven minutes. Yeah, just... Let's just move on and then I'll when I find it, I'll just... I'll, I'll perk up. Okay, so... This week, we are doing... You know, Disney clickbait. And this comes from a eh, website called Theme Park Tourist. Mm. Yeah. I get, I get a lot of their ads on Facebook, and I disagree with most of them. Including this one. <laughs> Which was titled, Eight What Were They Thinking Disney Parks Mistakes We're Happy to Forget. And I do want to point out that this was written in May of two, 2019, so... Okay. Almost two years ago, but I feel like some of these things are. I mean, oh, Robbie's calling me back. Give me you again. Okay. I, I, so it's eighth. Nineteen seventeen. Wow. Was it on a wax was, cylinder? Yeah. No, it was a. Uh, it was. It was actually a record. It was. It was a. Oh, hold uh, on. It was a seventy-eight. All right, you there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. Cool. We're not muted. So do you know where you're going? Mute us. Um, more or less. Just following the group. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Man. Josh, you're not on mute. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see his face when he realized he wasn't on mute? No, I didn't. I was trying to mute him. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, 1970. No, they, they were on 78s. Oh. Yeah. I have no idea when records started happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean records... I mean, 1917 at least. That's not the first jazz song. That's just when the first jazz record came right, out. Right, yeah. Mm. Okay, are we ready to get into this list? Yeah, let's get into this list. So say that thing one more time, because I was look- busy looking at uh, my fact-checking myself. Eight! So theme, theme park tourist, and what's the topic? Eight, what were they thinking Disney Parks mistakes were happy to forget? 
Okay, what were... Okay. Well, oh, I, I can probably guess two of them. Okay. Here... Hmm. <laughs> you bring up a good point. If we had more time, we could have, like, written down what we thought would be on this list. But we don't. So... Yeah, that would have been the way to go. Anyway, let's just let's just read the list. Okay, and here, here's one thing I don't agree with from the top. They start with number okay. one. Like, do they not have... Okay. Should... Wait... Do do we want to start with number one? Eh, no. I'm going to start with number eight and go backwards. Okay. All right, yeah, let's start with number I'm eight. I'm going to stick it to Theme Park Tourist and read the entire yeah. article backwards. <laughs> number eight. Oof. Wow, I can't believe this is number eight. Maybe their eight should have been number one. Anyway. <laughs> the, the the castle cake. The cake castle. Well, yeah, that was, that was on my list. <laughs> that was one of the two. Now, here's the thing. Let's see, what what year was the 25th anniversary? I can't do that. That would have been 96. Okay, so I was 11 years old, and when this came okay. out, I remember the commercials on TV, and as an 11-year-old Jake, I was like, that's awesome! Keeping him... I... I never saw the... I, well, I, maybe I did, and I just didn't pay attention to it, but oddly enough, I was at Disney World for the first time the year before that. Oh. Yeah. And I, I mean, I obviously know more about Disney and the company and the parks than I did then. Like then, like whenever I was there and I was 13, I was just like, well, shit, I would just want to ride rides. <laughs> this sounds like a 13 year old. Yeah. And uh, so I, I didn't know that the birthday cake castle was a thing until I started to get into the Disney community. And they were like, yeah, that, that thing was a thing that happened and it was awful. Yeah. Because now that I'm older and I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, no, they're absolutely right. It's freaking awful. It's How disappointed would you be if you went to Disney World and that was the castle? I want to know who thought it was a good idea. Mm. Well, somebody had to sign off on it. Yeah. Multiple people had to sign off on it. That's the problem. Multiple so I, people thought, hey, this is a good idea. Let's pass it up to the boss. I have a question, and I don't know if this is something that I can easily look up on Google. I'm sure it is, but I'm not going to, so I'm going to ask it here. Let's make it up. What exactly – how did they make the castle a birthday cake castle? Did they did, – they didn't rebuild the castle. Like, did they just build shit around it? Yes. Yeah, they just built a facade for the facade. Like, some of these things, they almost look inflatable. I don't know if they are. And then a lot of the yeah. castle is, like, you're still looking at bare pieces of the castle, but they painted the actual castle pink. Like, the, the exposed parts that aren't frosting and shit. So, yeah, it's just kind of a, all of the above, as far as I can tell. Mm. Which is horrible. <laughs> And if I remember correctly, I don't have a picture of it in front of me, but this was only the front of the castle. So the back was still the gray castle, but you could see still see all the shit sticking out from in front of it. Oh. So yeah, the view from That's inside Fantasyland would have been far worse. All right, number seven on this list. And I don't really have a problem with number seven, because it's Disney Quest. I f what the hell is wrong with Disney Quest? I never experienced Disney Quest, even though the first handful of times that Chelsea and I uh, went to Disney World, we would get the little coupon books because uh -huh. she would she would book through AAA. I guess her friend was a AAA uh, trip advisor. Person? I guess, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> travel agent. That's the word I was looking. For. No, I like advisor better. 
Um, and we well, we would get the little books with the coupons, and it would give us free X amount of dollars worth of tokens for Disney Quest. And we were like, yeah, we should go check that out, and we never did because we were too busy doing other things. But Yeah, I, I, I went to it once. I hardly remember it, but I remember having a lot of fun in it. I don't see what the big hate was. It was fine. It was fine. I don't have any hard opinions on it. I mean, it was advertised as like a three-story arcade, and I walked in, and it was a three-story arcade. Okay. Yeah. D- done. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> well, all right. All right. Number six on the list. Uh, this one will be sp- not so much for Jordan, but more for me and Josh. The uh, original California Adventure postcard entrance. I kind of like that. I mean, am I the baddie here? No, I was kind of fine with the entrance, but the when you walk through it, and then there's just that big stupid hubcap sun and a severe lack of th- cohesive theming. It was r- oh, that was a sun? I thought it was a big hubcap. It looked like one. It really did. But no, like once you were past, you crossed the threshold of the entrance, things went to shit real fast and... I feel like the entrance was raising expectations far more than they should have. But no, the actual entrance, I, I thought was pretty fine. It was just a dis- yeah. disappointment that followed. Well, I, I'm, I, I will admit, I am happy that the, uh, the letters still exist. They do, yes. Yeah, they're in uh, the state capital, right? No, they're at the... Um, they're in Sacramento, but they're at the state fairgrounds. Ah, okay. Which I've been to for some weird reason. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, number number five. We, we can all relate to this one, and we're all glad it's gone. The Leave a Legacy Monuments. Goodbye in sync. I found them once. It was wild. I mean, with instruction, of course, but still, they were on there. Yep. And I don't know how I felt about it. But yeah. <laughs> Leave a Legacy can suck a dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, compared to what we had. Losing children. (laughs) Shit. Wait, what did you just say? We lost lost Seamus in it once. Oh. Is he still there? Actually, he he lost us, and they just curled up into a ball and cried. Did he purchase a $300 picture engraving? Yeah, why? Oh, good. Uh... (laughs) Remember me as I was. (laughs) Engraved on stone. But no, like, I feel like... The Leave a Legacy monoliths is the other end of the spectrum from the original California Adventure entrance. Like, this one was pretty good, but disappointing address. It's like, this one was terrible, but we still had Epcot behind us, so that's cool. I mean, compared to what we have now, I, I think it's a definite upgrade. What we have now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that fountain Compa- is beautiful. Yeah, com- yeah what, what we have now is, is great. I, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I didn't have any hard opinions on the Leave a Legacy stones it was just so graveyard to me it was i'm not saying it wasn't but i just like i feel like i didn't because i wasn't going to that park to do that right like so i feel like i could give it like i could give it a pass but now that they're gone and we have something better i'm like oh yeah this is far better yeah okay i I see where you're coming from because you're absolutely right it was something to walk through on your way to epcot yeah all right number four this is a wait we're already on number four yeah there's only eight things Oh, shit. <laughs> Number four. This says golden, but I'm going to call it brown Space Mountain at Disneyland. And the rest of Tomorrowland. That was... Yep. 
Jordan, have you, you've seen these, haven't you? I don't think so. Oh, Brown Space Mountain was Man, real bad. It was, it was Rocket Rod era, right? Yeah, it was the 98 Tomorrowland. So what they did, yeah. like, this is after Discovery Land opened at Disneyland Paris. And they're like, hey, this is, a, this is a cool aesthetic. We could do this at Disneyland, but without any effort, we'll just paint it. Yeah, it was like a supposed to be like a bronzish, bronzish tone. Yeah, but it was. So they tried was, to make it look kind of steampunky. Yes. Yeah. But with, with only paint, just paint. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It was, and rocket rods. <laughs> yeah, paint and rocket rods. Uh, Jordan, are you familiar with the rocket rods? Mm, no. Oh, let me give you a quick history of the rocket rods. So they had the people mover. You know the people mover. Yes. And they were like, "What if we took those trains off?" And instead, we put test track up there. And they're like, this is a fantastic idea, but we don't have the budget to bank the turns, so we're going to have to hit the brakes at every single turn. Hard. Real hard. And the ride literally just destroyed itself and crumbled the tracks from all the stress. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't know about that. Rocket rods were terrible. Like, I don't even think they were open for a year. Maybe a year? And they were yeah, and, and the and the tracks were beyond repair, and but they're still there. Yeah, so so yeah, Disneyland's People Mover is just a graveyard track winding through the land. So is that when the Disneyland's People Mover officially shut down? Like it never reopened after that? Right. Yes. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Disneyland's been without a People Mover since '97, ish. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. I didn't know that. And there are people yeah, who some, some somebody shit the bed on that. Like one. and there are people and I go ahead. You know, not like the people mover is just a people eater, man. That's just a consistently moving ride. You figured it'd be worth the money to just throw in and just have another ride operating to take the stress off the lines of the other rides. Right. And Disneyland's people mover is far superior because there's this one point in Tomorrowland where. So, like I said, the track is still there. So there's the Submarine Lagoon. Yeah, that's that's Brown Space Mountain. Oh, wow. That, I mean, listen, if you showed that to me without the context, I would think, oh, that looks cool. But now that, like, you, you've shown me, you've told me the context, like, it doesn't look Yeah, cool. and the rest of Tomorrowland looks like that, too. All of it. So, anyway, so... And there's a spot in Disneyland where you got the Submarine Lagoon, and on top of that, on top of the Submarine Lagoon is Autopia, and above that is the monorail tracks, and interwoven among all of this was the People Mover track. So you had, like, four rides stacked on the same plot of land, and it is awesome how they intertwined with each other. And like you said, like, the People Mover track was long. Yeah. It would be an, abs- That's nuts. It would be an absolute people eater. You should do a Disney fact TikTok on what you just said. I should. I'll do that. Holy yeah. crap. That thing has got some views on it, the one I did. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I had no idea. So, all right. Episode, episode two, me ranting about a people mover. Anyway, so yeah, that's Brown Space Mountain. That was number four. Ugh, it's terrible. Uh, number three, the wand. I like that I can just... All right, that was, the, that was the other one on my list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck the wand. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Like that, I think the wand and another item on this list is what originated our joke of Disney temporary or Disney World temporary. Mm. Because honestly, when the wand was the 2000 across Spaceship Earth, I was like, all right, I can put up with this for a year. It's far better than a castle cake, and it looks kind of cool. And then they left it up and changed the 2000 to Epcot, and I hated it. 
Yeah. So what's yeah. the other temporary one? Is the other temporary one Toontown? No. We'll get there in a second. No. The so it's funny that you say that because not too long ago I was uh I don't know why, but I had looked up the wand and that's that's when I guess they, they rebranded the, the logo, the Epcot logo. Yeah. As well. And when you look at it, it's like, man, this just screams the year 1999, <laughs> the year 2000. And the year, like there was there was a lot of interesting or I, I shouldn't say interesting, but there was a lot of very era specific artwork that came out between 98 and 2001. And you can look at it and you can be like, that's late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And like movie posters especially like if you look at the movie poster for go like that just looks like a very late 90s movie poster or early 2000s movie poster but that that logo when you look at it, you're like that just looks very very like somebody came up with that idea in the late 90s <laughs> yeah it, it was extreme remember extreme like the movie poster for go everything was so extreme then and this mm. was the extreme Epcot logo I mean you know just following that horribly dated design and it's funny that they went back to the original what I'm going to call a timeless logo because the retro Epcot logo is a oh, chef's kiss perfect yeah it's too good it's it's like you said I th- it's timeless like you can't yeah it's it's unfuckwittable <laughs> perfect yes <laughs> <laughs> all right number two jordan i'm glad that you've never had to experience this one because it is the sun wheel at california adventure the sun wheel oh is that that that's the ferris wheel thing right? yeah so they have a big big ass ferris wheel and it's pretty fun if you get on the swinging cars but when they first built oh, it they're the swing cars are a riot it's man. one of the scariest rides i've ever been on but what it originally had was this I'm going to say it's close to the same color as the Space Mountain I just sent you. But this horrible sun smiley face on it that had nothing to do with anything. Oh, I forgot it had the freaking smiley face. It was creepy. It was terrifying. It was... I'm looking at it right now and I feel like it's just... It's not so much eating my soul, but just kind of tearing away at it. Just... It was supposed to look like... Like like a boardwalk of amusement park is what they were going for which is exactly and, what and that's the kind of, that's the kind of creepy shit they had there in those though yeah but that's also the same exact creepy shit that like walt and i i don't like people you know bringing up the name of walt but in this case this is exactly why he built disneyland was to avoid shit like this and then they went and built the original paradise pier and it was awful awful mm. but they've since redone it and it's quite a bit better now so uh, and California Screamer was a really fun ride, and I've yet to ride the Incredicoaster. Uh, Jordan, when the world is back to normal, you're coming out to Disneyland. I'm coming with you. Okay. All right, cool. Oh, where's my invite? I mean, I just assumed you'd come with Jordan. Yeah, who else is going to fly the helicopter? Yeah. I mean, I can take off and fly. The landings are a lot rough. Okay, here's what you guys are going to do. I'll take my chances. You guys are going to get a flight to Vegas. I'm going to pick you guys up. We're going to pick up Safari Mike, and all four of us are going to drop Josh off in Baker, California, then the three of us are going to get Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, at least there's a big thermometer there. Yeah. It's a rectal thermometer, too. Yeah. Mm. 
<laughs> world's tallest. Anyway. Wrecked them. Damn near killed them. <laughs> All right. Number one, what were they thinking? And I'm going to agree with it. I'm going to agree with it. I, can, I, can I make a prediction? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, just going to ask you guys if you want to guess. I think it's the sorcerer. It's hat. absolutely the sorcerer hat. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? What is it? February second, first, February first. I'm, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use it right now. Ready? Fucking hate the sorcerer hat. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> you say that because not but a couple of weeks ago I stumbled upon uh, a link on Twitter, and if you ask me who it was, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But it was. It was a link that just compiled all of the people who were genuinely outraged that the hat went away. And, like, it was a whole bunch of people, like, a whole bunch of tweets that were uh, just copied and pasted saying stuff like, Oh, way to get rid of your park icon. <laughs> <laughs> as, if, as if these people, one, thought the hat had just existed since 1989. Or two, we're unaware that there's more than one iconic building in Hollywood Studios. Wow. And not only that, it was blocking the iconic building. Yes. <laughs> like, the Chinese theater is the icon right now, right? What's that? The Chinese theater is the is the park icon right now, right? No, I, I think it's Tower of Terror. I'm fine with that, too. I thought it was Tower of Terror as well. Yeah. What were you going to say, Josh? It also ruins the best hidden Mickey in the parks. The biggest. True. The biggest and the best. Yeah. It's the, te well, it's the Texas of hidden the, Mickeys. The, the best <laughs> hidden Mickeys outside of the parks is that grove of trees. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Oh, wait, no, I do. That's not Disney. Yeah, to, to, to north and west, outside the property, there's a grove of trees that's Mickey-shaped. Yeah. I know that there's the solar panels that are Mickey-shaped. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool that's that's in the park though or in the property it's next well, to Epcot the property so the biggest thing I hate about the hat because like it's the hat <laughs> no I'm gonna go bigger Jordan ready for this oh. so like the castle cake it was still the castle that had the restaurant in it you could still walk through it to Fantasyland the, Ep the wand the Epcot wand s sucked ass but you could still ride Spaceship Earth the hat was a pin trading station Yes. Which is bullshit. We bought some pins from that station. J Jordan, no. I, I won't allow this. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it was like eight years ago. So. <laughs> Were there other pin stations? I, I feel like you funded terrorism. It's a pretty harsh word. I stand buddy. by it. I stand by it. I, don't, I hate the damn hat. It's a stupid hat. It's a stupid pin trading station. It's terrible. It's blocking the Chinese theater. I don't agree with... I don't disagree that it's stupid. Oh, hey, man. Did they mention the NASCAR track at all? No, because no one gives a shit about the NASCAR track. It wasn't blocking the Chinese theater. Oh. Uh, it was a uh, stupid fucking thing. Why would you build a NASCAR track? <laughs> what if you built a NASCAR track and instead of NASCAR, you just put pin trading stations on it? They didn't race NASCAR on it. What the fuck did they have a track for? Pin trading? 
I have no idea. But I still... I mean, that might flatten the tires if they drop the pants. Okay, before we wrap this up, there is one... One amount, small sliver of joy I did get from the hat. You guys ready for this? It happened on this podcast. When they started deconstructing it, it took forever to take that thing down. And every week on this podcast, we would announce it. Because it brought me so much joy that it was going away. I remember, like, the first trip, whenever I walked into the park, I was like, what the hell is that hat? Because it wasn't there whenever I went in 95. And I was like, what the hell? Why is it blocking the the theater? And I like I I didn't care for it. Didn't stop Chelsea from buying pins. I almost bought a Maelstrom pin. Whoa. From a yeah, I almost bought a, a specifically bought a Maelstrom pin. And I wish Man. I did because apparently that pin's hard to find now. <laughs> so is the so I wish you did too, because I like the Maelstrom. No, you don't. Me too. Mm. <laughs> jury's out anyway no i still no we're fine i mean i'm not gonna sit here and argue with you when i specifically said i love grand fiesta tour even though it's a terrible ride so it's kind of the same thing hey i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm gonna stand by my claim maelstrom's better than freaking frozen ever after nope (laughs) frozen ever after is one and done maelstrom at least had rewrite ability because you hated it I enjoyed it. Mm. <laughs> no, I will tell you what you feel. So. Okay, go ahead. You hated it. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Damn it. Well, I tried. And as far as trying goes, hey, we tried to make an episode and that's our show. Uh, thank you for listening to us and or watching us and or having us on in the background while you vacuum the house. I hear that's a thing people do. <laughs> I haven't made that up. Oh, vacuum or have houses? <laughs> Just, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Living in general. <laughs> I mean, I have a cardboard box. It's it's all right. Stay tuned next week for more of the same. I'm Jake, that's Josh, that's Jordan, as always. I feel like a nerd's head just exploded. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>